0: This is the left side. This is the right side. Welcome back to Pretty Good Vibrations, the podcast that both analyzes and celebrates pop music from the mid 2010s, in this case, the year 2015. And it's the crucial role that it plays in our lives. I'm not sure that any of these records have played a crucial role in my life. Except maybe the one that I'm, I will be focusing on. Fairly crucial. With me again, Joe Greenitz. You know him from the MTV Buzzbin bloodbath of a shootout, an upset for the ages, Volume One. Man, I just spoiler alert on that, I guess. Uh, and Joe's also been with me for the 2004 Warp Tour draft. Joe, welcome back.
1: Good to be here, Dan. <laughs> <clears throat> Join, and, and Join the circus. And for those of you uh, just joining us, uh, Dan and I have, have known each other for about 20 years, and we're in the band Sherwood together for
0: a very long time right. and are just good buds. Great buds. So we are here for another David and Goliath episode, formerly known as Sugar We're Throwing Down, which is very funny, but kind of 2000s specific. And so I like David and Goliath more. These are episodes where... Either a guest or myself will bring in an album that we think is like a, it's an underrated contender for the best in its class of that year. An underdog. Like an underdog, but let, with time, we think, you know what, if you go back. So David said, David Stewart, previous guest for that one, Kristen Tyman also joined us. But David brought the album and he said, starting line, direction. Not going to be in any top 10 lists in emo, punk, whatever, for 2007, but he's like, I think it stacks up to any of those records. So I was like, let's test it.
1: I thought you were going to say, David
0: said, like David from the Bible, like, <laughs> yeah.
1: find me five smooth stones from the river.
0: <laughs> well, there's that too. So David actually came up with this episode type. I need to give him credit for that. David Stewart. About 3,000 years ago. King Very David. impressive. <laughs> King David, when he wrote, my the joy in my heart leaps like a lion... It encircles thy throne, O Lord. I'm just, that's not a real psalm. Anyway, David and Goliath episodes, a reference to the biblical story where this challenger then goes up against the winner of a mini eight artist tournament. So those other eight compete for supremacy to be Goliath. This is our champion, the, the heathen champion, who will then go up against the contender. And I have different categories we'll get to when we get there of how we then each get a vote on all these categories. And we crown one of these either. So the champion remains. In that case, it was against me. New Wave would have re- retained the belt, so to speak. In the last episode, yeah. In the last one. Uh But it went to the it went to the upstart contender and the starting mm-hmm, line mm-hmm. Uh, won that one. So... Man, I'm just spoiling episodes all over the place. I don't care about the. But it's already part. aired. It's already aired. Yeah, yeah, it aired a while ago. So I get to choose the contender this week, and Joe will be sort of the arbiter of the tournament. My contender album will get a chance again to go up against that heavyweight champion of the other eight artists. I will only have one veto. Uh, We're going to make this a kind of a quicker tournament. And in the interest of time, we're not going to be doing Pinch Hitter or Rain Delay.
1: We know you guys got places to be and things to do.
0: (laughs) That's why you're listening to this. (laughs) So today's challenger is Carly Rae Jepsen's 2015 album Emotion. I will say more about it after the tournament to sort of set us up for the second half of the episode. Um, But the task then, after choosing that record, was to come up with essentially the top eight pop albums of 2015 because Carly Rae Jepsen is squarely a pop artist. It's not a pop rush, not a pop rock artist. It's Mm -hmm. pop. You could, I would argue it's maybe this album is indie pop, uh, especially the production on emotion, maybe not as much any of the others. So I consulted various lists like Rolling Stone and whatnot. And I came up with like 12 big pop records from that year. I then added up the Spotify plays of the top three tracks of each of those and emotion clocked in at exactly number nine that was kind of perfect yeah so it's going up against the eight in front of it the albums that were at 10 and below three albums got cut lana del rey honeymoon uh, grimes art angels Mm -hmm. and Church's every open eye Mm -hmm. so sad shout out to those records they didn't make the cut let's hear the eight albums that did make the cut who will be facing off to become their own goliath These are in order of seeding, which is based on Spotify plays. Justin Bieber, Purpose, 21 Pilots, all one word, Blurryface, all one word, Adele, 25. I thought that would actually probably be the top seed. One Direction, Made in the AM, Ellie Goulding, Delirium, Selena Gomez, Revival, Mark Ronson, Uptown Special. Uptown Funk is actually not on a Bruno Mars album. It's on a Mark Ronson album. Huh. And it's a collab between them. Uh, and then Fifth Harmony Reflection. I don't know anything about Fifth Harmony. That's the one I'm completely blind yeah. on. Yeah. They can't are a pop even, group.
1: I can't even imagine what Five Harmonies sounds like.
0: <laughs> I mean, I'm imagining five voices harmonizing. Five if a, a five part harmony? Fifth, a fifth part harmony. Joe, what were you doing in 2015? We had been broken up, right? Sherwood had broken up Sherwood three years ago. Was on hiatus. Ago.
1: However, we had decided to reform, so to sort yeah. of, and we decided uh, it might be a good time to make a record.
0: So yeah. we were in the throes. We were working on it hard. Most, you, mostly you, but me to a small. Yeah, you were extent. my. You were definitely my second in command on that one. Yeah,
1: the and Nate was work. also somewhat involved.
0: He actually he got super involved at the end, and we we worked on all the lyrics together, but early on in 2015 it was mostly me making demos and you you know drove up a couple times we worked on some drum parts stuff like that
1: yeah so we were in the throes of making a record i was in school again Uh, i was in uh school to do what i'm currently doing which is respiratory therapy and joe's covid frontlines. guys i'm I'm doing it i'm doing it for you guys and i had a one-year-old daughter yeah Now I have two, but, um, new dad, going to school, making a record. What role does
0: pop music like radio pop play in that new dad role? One year old kid. Are you disconnected from, are you more disconnected from pop culture or does do things like really catchy pop have a place in that kind of new structure?
1: I'm not, I I don't really listen to Top 40 Radio nowadays. There are a few artists on here that like, I love some of their songs. And actually, it's funny that Adele's on here. When my first daughter was born in 2014, I, for some reason, was obsessed with, I became obsessed with the song All Too Well by Taylor Swift. Okay. This was in 2014. That song had come out in 2012. But I just would listen to it on repeat. There was something Im- deeply emotional happening deep in my psyche that I wish I could tell you about, but that's a brick wall for me. And then uh, two <laughs> years the right place, two <laughs> years later, when my second daughter was born, I became obsessed with the Adele song, um, Someone Like You. No, not Someone Like You. That was a big single. I can't think of the name of it right now. Okay. Um,
0: but I uh, think it's from this album. It, oh, it's 20. 20- oh.
1: And I got it on here.
0: When We Were Young. When We Were Young. That's going to be the first song we hear from that <laughs> record. That's cool. Okay, so you do have a little relationship with some of these. Yeah, some of these really crossed over into my uh, sad white guy uh, repertoire. Happy new dad. Happy new dad. But sad white guy. But also a sad white guy. Yeah, like definitely a sad indie rock I contain multitudes. (laughs) We all have our different parts. I, in 2015, was firmly established at that point as a commercial composer. I was also trying to produce records for other artists, mostly guys I knew in Seattle. I did some stuff that was never released with Noah Gunderson and Daniel blue from a band called moto pony. That uh, was really great. The takeaway is that I didn't really take that path in the end. I like producing records, but it's a ton of work. It's long hours. It doesn't pay well unless you're at the very top. And anyway, a lot of what you end up doing is kind of like group therapy. (laughs) So I, I just went for the straight dope, you know, (laughs) it's like, just give me the therapy. Yeah. That's a better wage. And, uh, we can, You know, so I, but I I do, I do uh, have fantasies sometimes about like records that I could make with my friends. I do like, I like a lot of things about making records. Probably this podcast is scratching 50% of that itch for Hmm. me. Like just a creative project that has to do with music. Hmm. That's kind of playful, you know? Anyway, so in that, at that point in 2015, I felt like I had the best job in the world as a composer in a lot of ways I did, but eventually I got really bored with the work. Itself, and um, you know, so now I'm in this end of this six-year doctorate process for me, which feels like my own private Chinese democracy. (laughs) (laughs) For the gun, for the GNR heads um, out there. I want to mention one Carly Rae Jepsen song that you and I both love that is not eligible because it's not even on any of her albums. Do we want
1: to talk about Carly Rae Jepsen this and this album as it vis a vis your experience yet, or let's get that wait. later? Let's okay. wait
0: until after the tournament. But let's play this song of hers to kind of get ourselves yeah, into honorable it. mention. Yeah. So this is 2017. So it it came out two years after Emotion. And I believe it came out on the soundtrack for the movie Leap. It's like DreamWorks Mm -hmm. animation. And it's like featured in the movie. But it's like an incredible, incredible pop song. It's called Cut to the Feeling. It's like an all-time, probably a top 50 song. It's fantastic. For me, maybe. Top 100, definitely. Let's hear it.
2: I've been denying how I feel. You've been denying what you want. satisfaction take me to the (gasps) stars
0: What a range. Oh, that, that vocal voice. performance. It is literally one of my favorite vocal performances ever. Ugh. That she gets to the very top there. It's incredible. Okay. So that's Carly Ray, and we're getting excited for her place later in the tournament. Hmm. So let's begin. We've got these eight albums. Uh, the way that they're seated is based on like tournament bracket seating. And so, first up, we've got. Justin Bieber, Purpose versus Fifth Harmony Reflection. Mm. Now, the reason we are not going to hear the number one most popular song from these albums is that once we get to David and Goliath, we're going to listen to the first, the most popular song from each, the fifth most popular song from each, Mm -hmm. and the second to least most popular. And those are each going to get a a point, basically. So I wanted to save the best for the final showdown. So we're getting actually... Tracks two through four, if they go all the way from each of these albums. You don't play the A team in the
1: preseason.
0: No, it's it's the preseason. Exactly. You don't want to risk an injury. Yeah, we got three yeah. weeks of preseason and then we got the big show. So from Justin Bieber, we get the song that you've heard in a million CVS's. Sorry.
3: <laughs> I know you know that I made those mistakes maybe once or twice. once or twice, I mean, maybe a couple of hundred times. Let me, oh let me redeem or redeem on myself tonight Cause I just need one more shot, second chances yeah. Is it too late now to say sorry? Cause I'm missing more than just you
1: Like that more than I thought I would. Oh,
0: that. Uh, let, let's linger there for a, I have moment. a little bit. Tell of, me I, more. I'm a
1: little biased against Justin Bieber. I, I generally don't get it when Baby, Baby, or Baby the song came out. Okay. I was just like, this guy?
0: Really? He's kind. Of, I mean, he's obviously grown up a bit.
1: It, definitely, yeah. this is definitely better than that era. But I was yeah. just like, wait, wait, this is the huge thing?
0: Yeah. A lot of times, the stuff that f- when it first enters, like. Beatlemania, teen mania kind mm-hmm. of craze. A lot of that stuff is not yeah. fully formed. Right. Is my sense. This is sense. definitely way but better. But then he kind of gets there. But yeah.
1: like that chorus was a little it was like half EDM, like the chorus is just like a riff, a bass drop. It's yeah, it's but, but, but he EDM'd. also had like a good hook in there vocally. Mm-hmm. Like he had a good marriage of those two things. That
0: those synths including that ooh 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 feels like so 2015. Very this much, is the yeah. stuff we were being sent as references when I was doing commercial music. Okay. So I feel like, "Oh my gosh, I know this era." So deeply. Okay, this is up right. against Sledgehammer. Do we think this is gonna be a Peter Gabriel cover? Probably I, not.
1: I highly doubt that, but uh, I would be
0: pleasantly surprised. By Fifth Harmony.
1: Joe, what do you think? It's interesting. It's very well produced. Um, It's a decent song. As a medical professional, I have a hard time getting past the implications of having a pulse that feels like a sledgehammer. But (laughs) that aside, I am going to... uh, I'm going to... Give it to Bieber. Yeah. Because okay. I feel like he has a much deeper catalog. I know literally nothing about Fifth Harmony.
0: Okay, but we are supposed to be we're supposed to judge it on the song as we hear it now. Okay, okay. Not all the things about the artist. I'm the
1: Philistine general, and I'm thinking, <laughs> who am I gonna send against <laughs> okay, this David start? There
0: we go. I love
1: that. Yeah. Yeah. Well and so, so okay. I mean that's that's So Bieber goes on. Me. Yes, I'm gonna say Bieber.
0: Fifth Harmony, thank you for your input. We love that. Thank you for showing up. Uh, participation trophy. So Bieber goes on. I don't know anything about Fifth Harmony. I I think that one of the artists is like a solo artist, and maybe she was like being an actor for a second. I literally, I'm gonna. I should stop talking about it. I sound like just the weirdest, <laughs> dumbest old man. Maybe that's what this whole episode is gonna be, though, because Carly is an elevated version of a thing that is definitely for younger people. But I, yeah, I would have been. 33 in 2015, 32. So that's, we'll, we'll not, get into yeah, the psychology with okay. the yeah. psyche. Okay. Next up, we've got one direction versus Ellie Goulding. So from one direction, we get a song called perfect.
3: When I first saw you from across the room, I could tell that you were curious.
1: Places going places that we can't even pronounce hints of colonialism from that British band.
0: (laughs) Really insensitive to British colonial history (laughs) and the failures of the Empire. Um that's a really strong track. That's a really Um, nice one.
1: You and I were both grooving
0: to that right then. Is this before nineteen eighty nine or after nineteen eighty nine? After. Okay, because there's a lot of style in that song. Let's listen to that chorus. From Taylor from 1989. Yeah. Yep. And that came out in 2014, the year before. Mm-hmm. Listen to this chorus. So remember that one. And if you like going places. Okay. That's what their song was. You <laughs> We, this is we're getting off track. so I love that, song. that song's not going up against perfect but perfect is a worse version of that song I think Fair enough. I mean, similar choruses the the kind of starting on that two note and even some of the rhythm of it anyway.
1: Anyway, strong offering from strong one offering though yeah who's their contender
0: On my mind by Ellie Goulding from Delirium.
2: I could have really liked you I bet, I bet that's why I keep on thinking about you it's a shame You said I was good So I put it down So I put it down and Now I don't understand it You don't mess with love You mess with the truth And I know I shouldn't say it But my heart don't understand Why I got you on my mind
0: Interesting. Very interesting. I didn't love that chorus. Oh, you didn't like that? I, didn't, I wasn't crazy about it. It's very catchy. You like the melody more of the One Direction chorus? Yes. What's interesting, the One Direction song actually is the thing so far that's reminded me most of the Carly Ray Jepson record. It's got this kind of, I'll talk more about it later, but this 80s pop thing, mm-hmm. but with a little bit more of an indie modern production tilt to it, mm-hmm. more distorted, um, like kind of crisper drums handful of things like that. And it's like a sort of like a weaker, like a watered down what we're going to hear from Carly Rae Jepsen. It'd be interesting if they made it because if they went together, I think it would be kind of like easily punching your little brother. (laughs) Like, you know, who's like quite a bit younger than you. And like, he cannot... (laughs) He's not going to win.
1: defend himself.
0: But you look alike because you're siblings, yeah, basically. okay. You know? So let's talk about these two tracks. So
1: yeah. uh, Ellie Goulding, I know next to nothing about her career. I was very taken in by her British accent. That's giving her a big leg up. Yeah. But I was not crazy about that chorus. It felt a little too repetitive to me. I did not mm-hmm. want to hear that song two times in a row.
0: Interesting. Okay.
1: Well, So I'm, I'm going to go yeah. with One Direction on this part. And I got to say the... It's probably their number one song that's coming up at some point in, later in this podcast, but I cannot wait to hear it.
0: Okay, well, if we will make sure to play it if we don't hear it okay. to give them a, a nice farewell. So yeah, Ellie Goulding, you know, I have like a sense, I had a sense certainly then she was quite big. I think she's still quite big. Yeah. She has 40 million Spotify Good monthly for her. listeners. And that's that, huge. that verse was hot. It was really cool. Certainly more interesting artistry going on in her track than the One Direction track. Yes, uh, but since this is like a pop tournament, like yeah. if you're going to, if you're going to argue that a chorus is better and it's pop songs, like I think that that's the only, only, only argument you really need the production stuff. Like I thought the production was way cooler, but ultimately if I'm listening to this kind of music, I'm looking for just like a earworm. Yeah. That's why I'm listening.
1: I'm shopping in forever 21. And <laughs> if this is not guiding me to the non-clearance areas, <laughs> it's
0: not doing its job. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next up, we've got 21 Pilots versus Mark Ronson. Forever 21 Pilots. I guess 21 Pilots actually do have spaces in between the three words. I thought it was all one word. I must have... Uh, that's my bad. Okay, so here from Blurry Face is the song Ride by 21 Pilots. I die for you, that's easy to say. We have a list of people that we would
3: take. A bullet for them, a bullet for you, a bullet for everybody in this room. But they don't seem to see many bullets coming through. See many bullets coming through Metaphorically, I'm the man But literally, I don't know what i do I'd live for you, and that's hard to do Even harder to say when you know it's not true Even harder to write when you know that tonight There when people back home who tried talking to you But then you ignore them still All these questions, they're falling Like who would you live for? Who would you die for? And would you ever
0: up against daffodils featuring kevin parker of tame impala by mark ronson tough competition for 21 pilots I feel like I'm in a room of lava lamps. You know, it's funny; they're both kind of drawing on some Jamaican stuff there, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. in different ways. the The Twenty One Pilots song is more like a classic, almost like a UB40 kind of a reggae yeah. song, but done kind of updated. Mm-hmm. But especially that chorus had that upstroke organ, organ yeah. hits and like all that dub delay. It's like interesting, but that I mean, that Ronson Kevin Parker thing is just like that's just so cool.
1: Yeah. To me, it sounds basically like it. It's basically a Tame Impala song. Yeah, and um, I like Mark Ronson. I like definitely the stuff with Bruno Mars, and that was a really yeah. cool track.
0: That's like, but that track is the thing that's bringing this album into this tournament. That yeah. has like 1.8 billion Spotify streams or whatever. So, w-
1: oh wait, so but we won't up, only hear funk, it
0: if it makes it in because that's the number one song.
1: I gotcha. I yeah. gotcha. Mm. That's tough, yeah, and that's tough because that that ride. That's probably my favorite uh, Twenty One Pilots song.
0: It's a pretty good song. That's a really I mean, good song. I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't. Uh, it's not a. It's not a band that I
1: reach for, but they sure. are wildly popular, and I I hear them on, on alternative radio, which
0: is interesting. They're yeah.
1: alternative pop, I guess.
0: Yeah they they get a lot of rock and alternative radio. I don't totally understand that, but that's what they straddle a couple now. fields. Which yeah, is, they
1: do. Which is great. That's yeah, uh, it's cool.
0: Good, good for them. This is a tough call. I. Mm, I'll tell you, I would go with Ronson for it. Really? But I also feel like it's kind of unfair that Uptown Funk is like smuggling in this, like, but you know what? Mark Ronson is a pop artist and he's fucking good. Yeah. And he makes tons of money and sells tons of records and does it kind of legit. Like the yeah. Amy Winehouse stuff is so cool. It's so cool. And I feel like he's more pure pop than uh, 21 Pilots. So I'm going to go with mm. let's go with Mark Ronson. Hey, I love let's that. Keep it pop. I love that. Okay, good. I don't know anything about 21 Pilots. I've heard their name for years and years and years. Well, so
1: the drummer used to be in House of Heroes.
0: One of the two guys was in House of Heroes or a guy who plays so. in the band.
1: No, like the the two guys in Twenty One Pilots, I believe. Wow, you might want to check my Seriously? facts on this. Yeah, we oh played a gosh. show with them. Yeah, I know
0: House of Heroes. Wow. Yeah. Well, great. I know. Good for them. I don't know. I just don't. I'm not in that world. Probably. By all accounts, they are wonderful guys. Yep, I've and, heard. And I've heard nothing weird about very them.
1: Very popular. I'm happy for them.
0: Well, hello, hello from the other side of round one. This is going to be Adele. <laughs> 25 versus (laughs) Selena Gomez revival. So from Adele we get when we were young. I think we might know what's going to happen here, Joe.
3: (sighs) And I swear you The song. When when when
2: when
0: I've never heard that song before. Oh. It's so good. It's so good. She has a way of like, her songs are kind of written in a lab. They are like, they are kind of, they're written to be kind of pop mm-hmm. masterpieces. She works with the Closing Time, Semi-Sonic Guy a lot. Uh, yeah. Uh, Dan something mm-hmm. Wilson, Dan Wilson. And like, but she, she's like one of those classic pop singers that make it their own. Like Aretha did. Yeah. Really, frankly. Such incredible vocal control. And yeah. I
1: believe she also plays drums on that song. Oh, so cool. Yeah. That's cool. She's, she's the queen. I'm sorry for whoever is up against her on this round.
0: Don't be, don't be sorry. She's a huge international television star as well as a recording yeah. artist. It's Selena Gomez with hands to myself. <laughs>
2: to myself
1: That's an outstanding song. That's a cool song. Also featuring like the vocal samples in the chorus as a
0: prominent feature. You, I really like what I like a lot about this format is sticking to one year because you can compare production stuff and yeah. you can get a sense of that time. Yeah, yeah. that that de- very much feels like 2015.
1: That is a really great song and I'm going to add it to my Hot Jams playlist. I just added it to. However... Yeah. I got to go Adele.
0: The Adele song is like, that's like, do you want a Stevie Nicks track or a Cyndi Lauper track? Mm. And sometimes you'll take Lauper, you'll take Girls Just Want to Have Fun, but like mostly you're going to take Landslide. Yeah. If you have the option. It's just, it's just like a more elevated art form essentially. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of a no brainer. So I agree with you. Way to go Adele. But honestly, cool track added to my playlists. All right. We are into round two. We've got Justin Bieber's Purpose up against One Direction made it in the AM. From Bieber we get What Do You Mean. What do you mean?
3: You're so indecisive what I'm saying. Trying to catch the beat, make up your heart. Don't know if you're happy or complaining. Don't want for us to win, where do I start?
0: Tenth tone that takes me right back to 2015. I was going to oh say like, gosh. you would Trop House. Is that? Trop House, Tropical House. Yeah, that's, that's a, what that is. Is that, that, a that good is. Tip, tip yeah. of that? That's right. That, that's a pretty good example. And it was so big. And I did a bunch of tracks in that style mm-hmm. to try and make some money. And I, I guess some of them still, it's pretty over with, now. You didn't I'm with Aaron, Aaron Sprinkle, right? That's true. That was a little less Trop House. That was just kind of more straight, kind of this kind of mid, 2000, mid 2010s. Like synth pop Uh, Here's history from One Direction
3: All of the rumors All of the fights But we always find a way To make it out alive Thought we were going strong Thought we were holding on Aren't we
0: I like that a lot. Yeah, it's pretty good. That's a really nice, great it's guitar still, work. It's got a little bit of like a, you know, like Doo-wop. a tween-friendly sheen to it. Mm, yeah, uh, around 2015, but honestly, a pretty warm, kind of classic sounding recording. Just a bunch of best friends and an acoustic guitar, gang vocals like that, just recorded on a nice microphone. Are just it's powerful stuff. Yes, please. Uh, I don't really care for Trap House as a listener. I don't want to listen to it Mm -hmm. so I don't have I don't care about that Bieber song at all but so for me it'd be obviously it'd be One Direction
1: yeah the Bieber track was well produced but uh, today feels a little dated and we both were really
0: digging that One Direction song so let's keep them in it they go they go to the finals okay Uh, next up is uh, Mark Ronson oh I gotta say this before (laughs) why are you laughing so hard about that (laughs) Uh, they are Okay, so okay. <laughs> the thing that got, the thing that we cut out, yeah. Okay. Uh, there is actually a bonus track on the deluxe edition that I I only this is the first song I heard from this record and I did hear it as a part of something that Aaron Sprinkle and I were listening to when we were writing this this EP of like these synth pop songs. The Justin Bieber album we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, this and this track for some reason I don't know if he brought it up or if it was on a playlist or something, but he played it for me. It's a it's a bonus track on purpose. It's called Ben You," And honestly, it is one of the best pop songs in this tournament on any of these records, I think. And it was not even on the regular version of the album. So I don't know if it was like a little outside the box sonically maybe or something. It, it just seems like such a good chorus. There must have been some other reason they didn't include it. But let's see if you don't love this let's song, Joe.
3: Like a permanent stain Wishing I could just wash away Away Hate our love was in vain Who was to blame for all the pain? For all the pain If I would've known
0: Very cool song. That also sounds like it could have been on the Carly Rae Jepsen record. It has yes. A re- that's probably what's going on. It's two eighties for that record. That's not the direction they went. They went that tropical house like mm. kind of updated EDM like current moment thing. Yeah. And they didn't do like a throwback. And that's a very. It's very. It's yeah. pretty
1: upbeat. For what It's got what like a
0: Romeo vibe to it, kind yeah. of a little bit.
1: The other songs from that Bieber album sound a little more subdued, like yeah. I'm in the club, but I'm like back in a booth. Yeah, I'm, I'm hanging out. I'm back. vibing. I'm, I'm not back. I'm not on the floor. I'm not desperate. Yeah, no, no, no. no. I'm I'm feeling some stuff in the okay.
0: booth. uh Mark Ronson is up against Adele. So for Mark, we get feel right featuring mystical.
2: Split bamboo, rock and stop and that rap I've been bad, bro, what you getting mad for? I won't have to fuck you up. I eat flames up, shit fire out. Don't make me light my butt. Excuse me, with me, I got a lot of good beans. All to have a fucking house like Snoopy. Curtains go up, it's going down to the thing, not the frame with
4: my band.
0: okay <laughs> did we just listen to a Quentin Tarantino film? uh this is like it's so James it's so James Brown in yeah. the sort of sonic approach yeah that is so cool I'm like I'm really feeling that it is like a very, I'm gonna read a lyric from the verse I eat flames up shit fire out don't make me light my butt <laughs> <What>? <laughs> that was some that was some uncorked. <laughs> Unhinged shit right there. That's fun. I very fun. It's really fun, and apparently is a big hit. I mean, it's like huh. the third biggest song on the record. Uh, None is, of these are is like there, radio. Is there hits. a? Cl- I was gonna say, is there no. a clean version of? The- <laughs> yeah, I, it, maybe, maybe more of a club hit. I don't know. I mean, it, it would be really fun to dance to something that felt new, that also felt like I was at a James Brown show. Yeah, like I I'm just. Oh, I love sampling I, I love I love that era And the grooves And everything Okay That's up against Send My Love To Your New Love By Adele mm-hmm. It's gonna be a very different song I think Yes
3: I'm surprising. So I was running
0: You not heard that before? I've never heard that song. Oh, it is fantastic. I hadn't heard that in probably four or five years and wow. That is, that fucking rips, dude. That is a that great is song. so good. Yeah. And if I have to choose between that and, uh, James Brown lighting his farts. <laughs> Look at yeah. that blue no. flame. I think I'm we're, going with Adele. We're together on obviously. this. We're going Adele. Wow. Okay. Adele makes it into the finals here while we're on the subject of Mark Ronson. I love his remix of the song animal by Mike snow. Yeah. It's like a straight kind of dub. It's not dub, but it's like a, it's basically like trying to make it sound like a band covering that song in Jamaica in 1964. Mm. And it is. I think he had the guy re-sing it. I think it's like basically a completely re-record. It's more like a re-record than a remix. Gotcha. I don't think he's using hardly anything from the track. Have you ever heard this? No, let's hear it. Oh my gosh, it's so good. You know the regular song, right? Oh yeah, yeah great okay. song. Great song.
1: Come on. I'm here for that. That is so great. Um, uh, fun trivia fact that sort of ties into this. Did you know? I I just found out recently, Mark Ronson's stepdad is Mick
0: Jones from the Clash. I did know that. I think I might have forgotten it, but yeah, there's that family connection. Yeah. Uh, but, oh my gosh, he's earned his place. Jeez Louise. That was really nice. But honestly, that's kind of a cool lineage to think about because Mick Jones was the member of the Clash who was most into like trying to integrate hip hop mm. like early. He got very involved in the early New York hip hop scene. Interesting. And kind of like was that sort of cutting edge, really thinking about the recording processes and stuff where yeah. Strummer is more of like a Song, songwriter. Yeah. And... That's pretty cool to then hear like a and uh, a family resemblance with Ronson, who's like so so steeped in the production styles of like multiple different eras. Yeah, he could. He's like a almost like a savant with making something sound like, like it's from, from an the
1: sixties or seventies. Yeah, and, yeah.
0: He's got that, and then he's like, let's also what would make it two thousand ten. Yeah, you know, like let's add a little bit of that, yeah. just a tiny bit of that. Just like full, it's like a little crisper. It's a little deeper. It's less flat. Mm. You know, it's, it more resembles like a hip hop mix. Um, EQ wise. Anyway. All right. I'll move on. He's, Ronson, ni- he's that a, cool.
1: He, he's a nice Jewish
0: boy like myself. Okay. I'm half Jewish. But, so, okay. Uh, I hate to see him go. Yeah. But. Let's go into Adele. Nice work. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So now we have One Direction against Adele in the finals of this mini tournament. So from One Direction, we get If I Could Fly.
3: And pain gets hard But now you're here and I don't feel a thing Pay attention, I hope that you listen Cause I let my guard down Right now I'm completely defenseless For your eyes only I'll show you my heart when you're lonely and forget who you are, I'm missing half of me. When we're apart, now you
0: know me
3: for your eyes
0: only. I hadn't heard that one. I don't know that I can attest to your fully listening to that because you were exerting a lot of energy getting a getting a uh, whiskey glass. Propped. F- propped phone selfie like timed timed selfie of us which I appreciate that you're documenting it that was a
1: nice piano ballad for the ladies yeah and you're thinking probably not gonna be able to beat it was, a I, I did remark that was a nice hook in there yeah
0: I gotta uh, got hear the competitor I'm pretty sure Adele's gonna have a nice hook in her song too here is Water Under the Bridge from <laughs> 25 yes. what it's like it's like a meal with really with just the best quality ingredients uh, does that make sense yeah the it's a raw, simple it's a simple meal yeah it's a simple meal but the raw ingredients are so elevated that if you're just like man this is just a cheeseburger but holy shit this is a cheeseburger it's farm you to know? table yeah yeah it's just like every like oh that little like almost niles roger palm muted disco funk guitar thing mm. but then also bringing in that gospel choir, doubling her on the the second half of the chorus. yeah, Like those don't always, like you wouldn't think to put them together necessarily. They're both totally working. It's all so tasteful, so well recorded and her voice is a generational voice. Yeah. I guess I just am like, what have I been snoozing on Adele for? Oh, I think I'm just like a fucking snob or she's something. She's the queen. She, oh my gosh. She's so our British queen. Obviously she's going forward. Yes. Yep. Anything else to say about One Direction? Yes, we have to hear uh, what makes you beautiful. Okay, here is what makes you beautiful.
1: I want to be a 15-year-old girl to experience that song in its, like, <laughs> maximum impact. It's
0: incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, totally. Not in a sexual way. Like, just an
1: emotional,
0: I'm not taking. I don't, take you to, I don't take you to mean it that way. Okay. Don't worry. So before I describe the end of the game and how this stuff works, I want to talk a little bit about the Carly Rae Jepsen record, Emotion.
2: Please don't go home real close
0: So, unlike her previous album, 2012's Kiss, which included Call Me Maybe, Emotion had no bona fide radio smashes. And yet it seems to have definitely found its audience. And she's got like a super devoted, like kind of like a pop cult following, sort of like not like a Grateful Dead cult following, but like a pop, a different kind of a pop version, a younger version of that. That is like, we know you're not all over the radio. We also like that music, but like, we're here for you also. And it's, it's different than playing Taylor Swift stadiums, but like, she's got a, she has a big fan base and, uh,
1: there's something about her that I, I don't know what my, why my impression of her is this
0: way, but she is like an indie pop darling. Well, this album especially, I think is. Yeah. Yeah. But she's like a, she's the pop artist that you can get away with liking with zero knocks to credibility Uh or coolness. Yes. Okay. Carly R. Jepsen is a pass for anyone trying to impress people with their music taste. Yeah. You're, you're allowed to have her. And it's interesting. I, I'm curious why that is. Well, I'll tell you why I think. Because I, a lot of my friends agree about this record. I So what she says is that she was aiming for a heart-on-sleeve, 80s-style pop. And she meant that both production-wise, but also like lyrically. Like very just confessional, straight from the journal- not filtering it through a lot, like direct to audience kind of. Yeah. And then, but she also got the 80s style production on a lot of these songs. I would say it's, it's definitely a theme throughout the whole record, almost every track. Um, I think it is the perfect contemporary update of 80s pop production. Mm. It just, it like, it slides just under the door of what I would actually call indie pop with bands like Haim and Churches. Yeah. doing that kind of like it's dan- it's pop music, but there's that little griminess. There's that s- scratchy. Like if she was a direction on the map, she would be pop by indie pop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. She used a ton of different producers on the record. Um, like maybe like 10 or 12 for 14 songs or something really, really spread it very wide, but I do think it's really sonically cohesive. So somebody was obviously in charge of like ensuring that, uh, it worked out. Very few skips. Some of my all-time favorite, like more or less, straight radio pop music ever. Mm-hmm. I love this record so much. So, how did, how did you come to discover it? Like, you. Good question. Just, Obviously, well, I heard "Call Me Maybe," but it wasn't probably related to that.
1: Yeah, no, like it got it got a lot, fair amount of press probably in the, the yeah uh, publications. I think somebody that you must have reading. told me
0: pretty early on. Someone's like, "Oh, dude, yeah, you should probably hear that," and I I got into. You know, it actually might have been that someone turned me on to the Song Exploder episode mm. about the song When when I Needed You, mm. which is not actually very popular on that record, but it is, uh, it is one of my favorites. Actually, I think we're going to hear it because it's the second to least popular. Okay. So let me describe that. So now we got to the champion of the mini tournament. That was Adele. And now Adele 25 is going up against Emotion and there are different, there's some, now we have a new scoring situation. So we've got number one most popular song against number one most popular song based on Spotify plays. We've got number five most popular song. So that's the one in between that we would have heard next on Adele's record. We've got the, the second to last uh, most popular. And the reason I do that is because sometimes the least popular song is like an, basically like an interlude, but you can't tell There there yeah. can be a weird thing in that spot. So I like to go, this is like a real song and it's like the one that didn't hit. Yeah. Is that any good? It's Cause that matters for an album. Then there's our overall sense of the production of the two albums. Um, there is the total number of times we have either laughed or cried listening to songs from the album. And there is the total amount that we would say we've listened to each album. So one measures the depth of that album in our life, the other, the sort of sheer amount. And then we get one more final, like final product, just the whole thing. You know, all the songs, all the production, everything, which record um, is hitting better. Excellent. And then we'll tally it up. Okay. So first off, uh, the number one songs with each other. So for Adele. Hello
3: how are you it's so typical of me to talk about myself i'm sorry i hope that you will did you ever make it out of that town where nothing ever happened it's no secret that the both of us are running out so Su- happy
1: Standing, work. Oh, hook. my God. Yeah, have you seen the SNL skit with that song in it? I Maybe. Like when this album came out, she yeah. hosted SNL, and there was an, a great skit. It was a, a digital short, so it was pre-recorded, okay. kind of yeah. but
0: very funny. Look it up. What a song. Goodness gracious. I mean, especially, and then it goes to that. Mm, for breaking your heart. Oh, nah, 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 nah. That, that hook is incredible. I think the beginning of the chorus has always hit me as just like I don't know kind of like a little operatic
1: yeah I'm not as that. much in
0: the mood for that but then you get to that second half of the and, chorus oh yeah but this is a contender I really like you by Carly Rae Jepsen this is this was the single that had Tom Hanks in the music video oh it's, it's kind of fun it's, you know it's pop stuff uh, I like this track a lot me too
2: it's like everything you say is a sweet revelation all I wanna do is get into your head that we can.
0: Nice one. What? Are, yeah. So you don't? Do you know that song? Not super. i well. You've heard it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm. I'm curious. So this time we both get votes. Okay. Uh, by the way, I didn't veto you at all. That okay. Was, yeah. That was interesting. Also, I just want to say, if emotion loses out to 25, like I'll get it. <laughs> I'm not gonna be beating myself up for like, like Adele is a fucking powerhouse. Mm-hmm. She's like a Tesla battery factory. <laughs> she's just like (laughs) getting shit out there yeah um but i i'm definitely personally giving that one to i really like you i like that really i like it much more yeah like i'm gonna Uh, listen to it five times or ten times as many times as i'll listen to hello hello is incredible i'd probably rather have hello played at my funeral than i really like you hmm. but I am. I mean, it, it, we're talking pop music. So,
1: how, what do you? How do you picture your? Like, what is the ideal scenario in which you're listening to the song? Are you driving with the top
0: down along the coast? Great question. I should start asking everybody that. Yeah, question. that's a great question. Ideal for so. Okay, hello. Ideal for hello is like someone is showing me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> the hello from the other side is like my group therapy practice, and I pool together for a promotional video (laughs) and there's like montage cuts of like us saying hello to the backs of clients heads because you can't identify them (laughs) (laughs) but like welcome to the office and like we are here to change people's lives through therapy interesting and hell and hell is playing we we had the money for the rights which is not real (laughs) okay i where what's your Uh, ideal spot for that song
1: it's so expansive and
0: massive uh graveside when a parent passes that's another thought i oh, had
1: oh interesting I'm sorry, in your heart.
0: It's, it's a little too it's a little too romantic probably for for like a funeral perhaps yeah um if it didn't go romantic it would be more applicable to death in general this anyway. is
1: not my favorite Adele song it's a okay. great song yeah um i guess i have not thought about where i see myself listening to this song But you really love the Carly Jepsen song. That's why
0: I wanted to like. So where do you want to? So if I'm listening to that song, are you in the club? Are you Joe? I'm never in the club. Are you golfing? (laughs) Literally never in the club. (laughs) I wouldn't. I don't even know which ones are clubs. We talked
1: about the Bieber song earlier, where it's like you're in the club, but you're in the booth, or you're not dancing. That song, yeah. But then
0: maybe that's why I don't like that that style as much. I don't
1: know. But but yeah, so... They, what's the ideal okay. setting? Maybe not for you. What's the ideal setting for this
0: song? It's... No, I... So this song, I most it was, I most often listen to it. Literally, like, maybe Jaffrey's in bed or I'm in bed earlier and she's, like, watching a movie downstairs mm-hmm. and I've got headphones on in the dark in bed before I go to sleep.
1: I can picture you doing this, like, back on the
0: tour van. Yeah. I love listening to really um, music, like as long as it's not too energetic and it's like too close to falling asleep, like if Mm. it's better for me than watching a movie, probably it's probably better for my sleep and stuff that I like listen to music for a little while and then go to bed. And I like like big expansive production that sounds really interesting on headphones. Mm -hmm. Like the headphone music listening experience is so superior to listening on regular speakers, Yeah, but you just can't like talk to other people while you're doing it. So you can't do it all the time. But records like this so that's kind of that is actually probably my ideal place because i could say on the beach or something playing right but no like listening on your headphones but no, the, in a quiet the production space production of these songs it's so good that like it warrants really being able to hear it okay put it that way yeah
1: the adele one feels like it's abbey road or something like yes. you you're in this yes. massive
0: hallowed space absolutely that's right yeah So are you going to give it to Adele? I would give that to Adele. Okay. All right. So it's one-to-one. Next up, the number five track. Carly
1: Simon Ultra Ballad. I was thinking more boys to men, but like.
0: <laughs> that too, actually. That too, yeah. But
1: like, wow. Holy just, like, shit. Never know where that's going, but in a great way. That's you, like
0: you were in the room for Linda Ronstadt doing her yeah, thing. Yeah, you like, and I were both incredible. sitting there with mouths agog. Oh my gosh. Adele. I need to listen to more Adele. Okay. Up against the number five song on Emotion Give Me Love. But when I get- Your face is like, oh. oh. Uh, yeah,
1: I was expecting that to just be like the chorus to just be like,
0: hey. Give me we, love. We
1: raise our hands and everyone's happy. <laughs> no, no that was some delayed gratification. Like, yeah. ooh, she's she's leading me along. That was really nice. It's I'm gonna, so cool. That one's going to Carly.
0: You know, that's great. I love that. I love you're giving it to Carly. I, I, I feel like it's a little bit of a situation like the Bob Dylan songs I like a lot are better than the Origami Angel songs I like a lot in a in like an absolute sense. Okay. But I'm gonna listen to Origami Angel 10 times more than I listen to Bob Dylan. Okay. At yeah. least these days. Like yeah. any particular Bob Dylan song, I'm not like putting Dylan records on yeah. as often. and like He's part of the air we breathe. Yeah, and that's a little bit what that Adele song is like. It's like, maybe it's just like a big ask. It's like a big emotional ask. Like listening to that song would almost be like, Okay, I'm like I'm opening myself up to get kind of emotional here. Yeah, it's like it's really. I mean, maybe not if it's really quiet in the background or something, but if yeah. you're really listening, yeah, it's it's raw. It's raw. It's like a human, a human wood chipper, a, wood chipper. <laughs> a human experience, <laughs> like a human. Um, it's just like a. The voice is so interesting. Like I think Adele is taking me back to like cavemen times like literally like the caves okay like just a powerful voice uh that has low tones and mid and high tones and like it's it it's air going over vocal cords but like there's something just transcendent about about it and primal about it yeah and she just really does that and that's like a more precious thing that's a that is like gold yeah And "Gimme Love" is like an entire chrome bumper. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's not made of gold, but like, it looks real good and it shines. The sun shines really nice off it, and you get a whole bumper. Yeah. Of it. Does that make sense? (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) So I don't. I guess I. I, Oh, I actually I'm gonna give it to Adele. I think I have to to be honest. Really? I just think that that is just such an incredible. I'm talking myself out of it. It's incredible. Like we both agree on yeah. that. Mean, let's see. Yeah, we're gonna. It's a draw. I was just we're gonna heavily. A draw. I was very yeah. pleasantly surprised. I love surprised that. By I love that you were. Song. Okay. So now the second least wait. So popular, who did that go? So to? that one is a, another draw. So we are tied up. Okay, my my man, we are tied up. So we need the second to least most popular Adele song. That is called River Lay L E A. So we're gonna hear that song.
3: When I was a child, I grew up by the river. There was something in the water. Now that something's in me, oh, I can't go back. But the reason for it out of my fingertips, I can't go back to the river. But it's in my room.
0: Hear how it's like one of the ones that just didn't quite land the plane as well. Yeah, it's got most of the parts there, but like that final hook is not, not like, as
1: universal as he would like. Yeah,
0: to be. and like the that kind of ending on that major two chord is like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's okay, interesting. But then a lot of what was going on, especially in the pre chorus and stuff, was really cool and like lyrically, it's really interesting. And yeah, that's cool. In my mind, it's coming up against a sledgehammer. Oof. This is, I don't know how this is the second least popular song on the record. It is one of my favorite songs. It might even be my favorite. This is the one that there is the Song Explorer episode about. I would highly recommend that episode. My uh, friendly acquaintance, maybe maybe call him Buddy, Nate Campany. We did a little bit of writing with him in Sherwood. Um, And we've also got some mutual friends. And uh, he co-wrote that song and is on that episode talking about like the very beginning of the idea it's a really really cool episode he co-wrote this song he co-wrote this song yeah with her know what you want, say- How is that not a, a hit? I think it's two eighties. Is my only guess. I guess. Shout out to the bass player on that. Unreal. It's, so Ariel Reichstadt. I think that's not how you pronounce his name, but I don't remember. Reichstadt. Do I think. Reichstadt. Okay. He, uh, former singer of the Scott punk band the Hippos. I always like to say that. <laughs> he is an incredible producer. Possibly my favorite producer. Worked with Vampire Weekend, Rostam, Heim, um, just a bunch of incredibly good bands. Yeah. And he did that song, and I just think that's like that might be a, a perfect eighties.
1: Yeah, update. this one is no ever. question. Okay, okay. yeah, that one, I
0: thought so. Okay, we both agree on that. Okay, so Carly wins that round, so she's up by one round, basically. Now, from everything that we've heard, we have to give, we just got a few more grades to give. Overall production, the and, and you know, I realize in talking about this with other people like Ben on the Indie Folk Tournament and stuff, like non-producers and band guys and whatever don't often know what I'm talking about with this stuff. What I mean by production is uh, literally just the sound of the instruments mm-hmm. and the way that all the sounds, including the voice, is mixed, the way that it either bleeds together or feels separate, sort of the decisions around how crackly, how distorted, how pushed and compressed it is, where they place it in the stereo field from left to right. Um, just what it, what is the pleasure at like an oral level a-u-r-a-l of like listening to this thing not the songwriting mm-hmm. that's kind of separate yeah it's just the sound of it
1: as we discussed earlier the Adele one sounds like it was done at a very expensive and hallowed yeah, the, studio probably like Abbey Road probably
0: the best is done wherever the best studios in the world yeah, are currently making just like, music yeah yeah
1: this this place costs five thousand dollars a day and you have as many days here as you want because Ex- yeah, you are Adele exactly. and you have as much money as you could possibly need. Yeah. Uh, Carly Ray, it's very well produced. It could have been done on laptops.
0: Yeah. Most of it was done like in the box. Yeah. Meaning uh, without real instruments. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's
1: very well done. Um, To my ears as a a middle-aged white man. For sure. uh, I'm going to lean towards the Adele uh, approach to production.
0: I am going to just barely give it to Carly Ray And here's why there is just the faintest hint in the production of Adele records. This one is, I think 25 is maybe less guilty of it. I wonder if you would agree or if listeners would agree on this, that there's a little bit of Adele recordings that like they do, they air just 10% leeward to like get soccer moms. Hmm. Does that make sense? I don't mean that pejoratively of soccer moms, but I mean a a, a the, wide audience. The world
1: is run by soccer
0: moms. Let's well, get that straight. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they're in charge. But like it it is nodding to like this could be on The View and like yeah, yeah. this could be in anything that the widest cross section, it could be on an NFL game. Sure. Like there's a little bit of that in the production because you, you got to sound new enough yeah. to do that. It's got to sound contemporary. And whereas I feel like the Carly Rae Jepsen production is, they're just like, we are. We have a bullseye that we're trying to hit. It is the perfect balance between something that feels retro, that an indie hipster like myself would enjoy, mm-hmm. and something that could appeal to billions of people. Yeah. And I think that they fucking hit the bullseye. Yeah. And I... I wouldn't be surprised if some of those songs were bigger hits outside the United States. I could look it up. I, I'll look it up and, and see. It would not surprise me if she had bigger hits in like Japan or I get the that. UK even or something. Yeah, that, ma- that we'll makes see. sense. Yeah. So that one goes to Carly for me. That's going to be an emotion for me, dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, Okay. How many, How? which one have you laughed or cried to more? Oh, no, hands down, Adele. Adele for you. I just haven't listened to it nearly as much. So for me, it's got to be Carly Rae. So that one splits. Total Listens, obviously for me, is Carly Rae. Probably Carly Rae for me, actually. Really? Yeah. Which songs on this record do you listen to the most?
1: Runaway With Me is on my Hot Jams playlist, and I've heard that a bunch of times.
0: Let's just hear a little bit while we're at it. This is almost like a miracle of a song Mm -hmm. in production. It's incredible. Synth Sax, Give It To Me.
1: Outstanding work. Outstanding. During the course of that song, I have learned it is a real saxophonist by the name of
0: Woshtek Goral. And he and he is he or she are just hitting something exactly like that right. they were aiming for. Right in the fields. Yeah. Good for them. Outstanding song. Uh I'm looking for radio charts here. Uh, so yeah, for instance. Peak position in the U.S. Uh, for the album was number 16 here. And it did better in Japan, number eight. Number eight in Canada. She's Canadian. Um, and uh, U.K. was about the same as the U.S. I'm. I'm yeah. Japan. Yeah, and gold in Japan. So she must be... Sold 100,000 units in Japan and something like 35,000 in the U.S. Now, that's at a time... I don't know how far into this cycle. These numbers are not always good or they're really old. Like that's a number from 2015. And that could be like out. vinyl sales. Who knows? <clears throat> but yeah, so she definitely, she does have a, a nice overseas uh, fan base, which makes sense to me. Um, so final product, that's our last question. Final product, expand on that. Like maybe this is Desert Island. You can only have one of the two albums. That's probably the best way to think about it. I would go Adele. You'd go Adele. I would, I would ha- Absolutely, go Carly Rae Jepsen. Mm. So obviously, I'm in the tank for this one, but I, I but some of those were close. It looks like Carly Rae wins by essentially one round. Wow, for Adele. Good for her. A worthy
1: a worthy opponent in Adele, but what an album by Carly Rae. Yeah,
0: I mean, I sounds like I'm kind of losing my voice here, so probably <laughs> should just end this episode. If Jaffrey hears this, she's going to be pissed. Um, is there anything you'd like to hear from anything today? Like we missed the top songs on a lot of these records, but is there anything we should definitely hear before we leave?
2: Can't forget me Not a flower on the wall I am going ten feet, ten feet tall
0: I do actually want to say one more thing. Okay. (laughs) That's not going to play us out. (laughs) You know what is interesting on neither the Adele nor the Carly Rae Jepsen records? Did we hear any of those obvious synth sounds that took us back to 2015? The
1: vocal sample?
0: Yeah, that that vocal sample thing. There's a tiny bit of that but it's done more in a way that like new order would have done it or something like that yeah for carly ray jepson yeah whereas bieber uh, all that stuff selena gomez it's all yes yeah they're
1: they're, both those records they're they're pandering but not to the current day yeah carly ray is pandering to the 80s and adele is pandering
0: to perhaps the 70s 70s or something Yeah. yeah yeah early 70s okay wow so fun thanks joe good to be here